Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 26 Wolves Are you kidding me? Katie looked into the rearview mirror, seeing red and blue lights flashing. Pulling over, she didn't bother glancing towards Zack and Clexi. She knew they had already disappeared. Rolling down the window, she waited patiently for the sheriff to come to her. Can I see your driver's license and proof of insurance? Katie glared at the sheriff, but did as she was told. He barely looked at the item she handed to him. The reason why I stopped you was because you did not come to a complete stop at that last stop sign. Katie looked back in time to see a blue sedan slow down and blow through the same stop sign. As far as she knew, everyone in the town never came to a complete stop there. You'll be giving out tickets all day long, Sheriff, if you start enforcing that rule. The Sheriff grinned. You were breaking the law, Miss Johnson. I must write you a citation. If you'll excuse me, I'll be right back. Katie leaned back in the seat. If this was how the Sheriff was going to act, she will have to be careful how she drove. She almost reached out to Jackson but decided, since it was only a traffic ticket, what was the use? He may still be upset with her. She waited patiently for the sheriff to come back. She watched three other vehicles not come to a complete stop with the patrol car in plain sight. This is obviously harassment, she thought, wondering what she could do about it. The sheriff got out of his car and walked up to her window. If you would just sign the bottom of this ticket. Katie grabbed the book, looking around for a pen. The sheriff quickly handed her a pen. Just use mine, Miss Johnson. Katie grabbed the pen and signed her name. The sheriff reached in gingerly and grabbed the citation booklet. Reaching for the pen, he grabbed the very tip with his fingertips and placed the pen into a plastic bag. Katie watched in horror, realizing the sheriff had just tricked her into giving him her fingerprints. The sheriff gave her a huge grin. If you would step out of the car, I have a few more questions to ask. He opened her door, grabbing her upper arm, and led her back to his patrol car. This time around, she didn't hesitate. Jackson, are you there? She didn't hear a response. Look, I'm sorry I acted badly earlier today. I was pulled over again by the sheriff, and he has my fingerprints. This time, Jackson replied immediately. Don't say anything. I'll call for help. Katie sighed, feeling much better about the situation. Jackson may be upset with her, but he will always find a way to help her. Walking up the steps, she stopped to listen. The sound made the hair on the back of her neck stand up. 
That came from the opposite direction. The second wolf was close. It came from the direction of the black home. She looked up at the sky. Only one hour until sundown, she thought. It's a full moon, and all hell is going to break loose. And here she was being dragged into the sheriff's office in no position to help anyone. Jackson, can you hear the wolf cries? She felt Jackson immediately enter her mind. That one came from the south. It was farther away. That was the first one answering back. They're coming from all directions. The town of Lexus was surrounded. Heat automatically filled her system. The spirit wolf inside of her recognizing danger, wanting to break loose. Don't worry, Katie. Jackson's thoughts assured her. The Seekers will protect the town. Make sure you don't say anything that will make the sheriff more suspicious. Katie glanced at the sheriff. He, too, was listening to the wolf cries, his expression dark. Sheriff, can we do this tomorrow? She hesitated when his eyes rested on her. I promise you don't have to come get me. I'll be here bright and early. For a split second, it looked like the sheriff was going to let her go. Frowning, he grabbed her arm, leading her into the brick building. You're the only lead I have, Miss Johnson. I'm going to make sure I get some answers, one way or another. Katie let the sheriff lead her back into the little room she was in before. She sat down surprised when he immediately left her. Jackson, we found where Lizzie was hiding earlier today. She was close enough to hear everything we said including me telling David my suspicion she's a traitor and... She knows we can block her projections. Jackson finished for her. When you heard the first wolf cry, in which direction did it come from? The plantation house, Katie explained. She could hear Jackson cussing through his thoughts. The wolves are after you, Katie. His frustration evident. The first wolf was probably letting the others know your scent was found. Katie thought about what she had just been told. They can't come after me in the sheriff's office. I won't be able to change to defend myself. We have to get them out of town so nobody gets hurt. Jackson's thoughts were racing. We have about an hour till sundown. I don't think they will attack until dark. Jackson paused. I don't think there are that many of them. It sounded like a lot because they were all howling at the same time. If they are after me, why can't I lead them to where you guys are? Katie looked up to see the sheriff walk into the room. She shut her eyes, ignoring him. If you set up some sort of ambush, we could wipe them all out at once. It's too dangerous, Katie. Jackson immediately shot back. I know you're faster than anyone here, but we don't even know how big these wolves are. They may run faster than you. What choice do we have? If they are after me, then I have to be the bait. They won't follow anyone else's scent. A loud sound erupted in front of Katie. She jumped, almost transforming in self-defense. The sheriff had slammed something very large on the table. You will answer my questions. Katie stared at the sheriff in surprise. She had been concentrating so hard on her conversation with Jackson, she didn't realize the sheriff had asked any questions. Do you mind? 
I'm having an important conversation. She closed her eyes, then reopened them. My mom needs to know where I'm at, Sheriff. Why don't you make yourself useful and call her? The sheriff gave her a surprised look. You are a cold one, aren't you? What are you talking about? The sheriff started tossing pictures onto the table. Katie leaned forward and gasped. Sam's dead body lying on the floor of the cabin. Her blood pooled around her. Then other photos slid over Sam's pictures of people she didn't know torn up and half-eaten. These pictures were replaced by the pure hearts who were attacked three days earlier. What kind of gang does ritual killings like this? A gang? She said in a surprised, loud voice. Ritualistic? She shook her head. All these people died by large animals, Sheriff. How do you know they were killed by animals? I was there when Sam died. I saw the animal that killed her, Katie said in a slow, deliberate voice. I have no idea who these campers are, but the wounds look like Sam's. She pointed to the top photos. I wasn't there when the pure hearts were attacked, but I believe they all said it was done by animals, too. The sheriff leaned onto the table. Pure hearts? Katie blanched at her slip. She folded her arms. My lawyer is on his way over. He's going to be upset you're harassing me again. The sheriff immediately leaned into her personal space. I've got kids dying. He slammed his hand on the table. Seventeen people dead, he pointed a finger in her face. You are a part of something. I can feel it. You know what's happening and why. Katie's hair on the back of her neck stood up. The sheriff's eyes rose, listening to the sound. Making a decision, Katie leaned forward. Sheriff... That's not me making that cry. They are close, and they're hunting. She looked into the sheriff's eyes and reached out to grab his hand. Please let me go, or tomorrow morning, your morgue is going to be filled with a few more of my friends. He met her gaze. What is going on, Katie? She shook her head. I can't tell you, sheriff, but if you don't let me go... Those wolves are going to attack this station, and everyone in it is going to die. Are you threatening me? Katie sighed. I'm not a killer, Sheriff. Katie pointed her thumb. They are. That sounded so close. Katie reached out with her thoughts. Jackson, they are less than a half a mile away. In which direction should I run? To the compound. We'll be there waiting for you. Run, Katie. Please get here safe. Katie gave the sheriff one last glance. I have to go. Now. The sheriff started shaking his head, his eyes leaving her face. Katie took that one opportunity and projected her disappearance. Startled, the sheriff looked around an empty room. He ran to the door and looked out. Katie followed him. A woman at the desk looked up and gave Katie a smile. Realizing the woman could see her, she returned the smile. Before proceeding to follow the sheriff out, 
Reaching the outside of the building, the sheriff looked around. Thanks for letting me go, sheriff, she said softly. He jumped and looked around, obviously not seeing her. Fear etching his face. Get inside and lock the doors, she instructed. Tonight, all hell is going to break loose. The sheriff stumbled backward into the brick building. She took one last look at the terrified features of Sheriff Tate and started running. Changing into wolf form, she ran as if her life depended on it. That was just ahead of her and to her right. Doubling her efforts, she sprinted at top speed. She saw a dark form lunge towards her. Instantly ducking, the wolf sailed over her head. Slowing down a few notches, she could hear her pursuers crashing through the underbrush. She counted three behind her. One advantage she had over her pursuers. She had taken this trail a couple of times. She knew the terrain and what to expect. Still, she kept her senses on alert. The wind in her face, she smelled two unknown scents dead ahead. Taking a sharp right, she realized she would be taking a longer route. She wondered if this was their intention to lead her into an ambush. Jackson, I'm taking the route by the old sawmill. So far, I have five wolves chasing me. Don't let them bite you. Their bite is poisonous. Oh, great. Katie thought, just what I need. I had two in front of me and I had to take this route. I'm afraid that they're leading you into their own ambush. Can you change course? Katie was running on a trail. The underbrush was dense on both sides. She knew she had to get off this trail immediately. Seeing a break in the bushes, she lunged off the trail, going up a steep climb. The wolves behind her started closing in. Affirming her suspicion, they were not really trying to catch, but make sure she took the right route. Gaining the top of the crest, she ran back in the direction of the original trail. It came from behind. It was further down the trail she just left. She heard the underbrush give away as more wolves joined the chase. I can't count how many are behind me. Do you know the steep gorge called Lover's Leap? Yes, Katie shouted. Her thoughts frantic. Other sounds directly to her left allowed her to see three more wolves join the chase. Head for the west side. Panic was making her mind freeze. I don't know which side is west. Where the waterfall is. Just head for the waterfall. The wolves were closing in. Katie's lungs felt like they were going to explode. She felt a nip on the back of her legs. They were trying to trip her. Jackson, if I don't make it, I want you to know. Katie, you're going to make it. There are so many of them. I can't. Run to me, Katie. Run. She felt the moisture in the air first. Hearing the rushing water flow to the bottom of the gorge was the second indication she was close. Katie picked up speed she didn't know she had. I'm coming, Jared. I'm almost there. She felt teeth nip the back of her legs, holding her back, which threw her timing off from her front legs, crashing down to the ground. Another wolf descended on her. She automatically reached up with her mouth, biting hard. Another jumped on her, going in for her precious neck. Jared! She saw the black form of a large cat barrel into the pile, taking at least two off her. Reaching up, she was able to sink her teeth into the one closest to her neck. Suddenly, 
the crushing weights of the wolves were off her. As more cats descended on wolves, Katie quickly stood up. Keeping her jaws locked shut, she shook the animal hard till it felt limp, lowering the dead wolf on the ground. She watched the seekers and pure hearts take care of the rest. She closely inspected the wolf she just killed. It was smaller than her. She probably could have taken on a couple of them. She started counting. Sixteen wolves lay dead. She shook her head. Sixteen were sent out to make sure she didn't survive the night. Talk about overkill. Surprise flickered across her features when she realized the wolves were not changing back into a human. She glanced around, looking for Jackson. He was walking towards her in human form. She immediately transformed and ran towards him. She threw herself into his arms. I knew you'd come. You always come. He wrapped his arms around her, holding her tight. Her jittery nerves shifted into overdrive as he pressed his face against her neck. She felt so protected and loved. Pulling away from him, she felt lightheaded with relief. Rubbing her forehead, she said the first thing that popped into her mind, I don't feel so good, before blackness enveloped her. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.